So you're with Kevin and Lucky. I'm uh, Lucky. He's Kevin. Yes. And you told me something kind of disturbing recently about Ryson. Oh, okay. I was say I, they made me watch that movie. I I had to I had to look at that. They uh, did. They actually took the took the clothespins. It was he really took one for the team it was people. The Ludovico technique was used upon me. Don't worry, they will regraft your eyelids on next week for sure. So if you are listening at modern day, which is the evening of the 19th of September 2020. You may notice that Walter White is trending on Twitter, as I did. And I wondered, oh, what new Vince Gilligan project is coming? Is there a sequel to El Camino? Or what's what's going on? Why is Walter White trending on my Twitter? Turns out it's because someone decided to send Ryson to the, the White House. Now, that's not like Uncle Ben's rice, is it? <laughs> it like somebody wasn't trying to call him a fat ass, were they? <laughs> it's apparently a poison that I honestly thought was made up for a TV show. I, oh, no, that shit's real as a heart attack. I, I know that now. I think somebody also sent attempted to send rice to uh, Barack Obama during the tenure of his eight years in the White House. And I think early 9-11 days, there were reports of rice and letters getting around. No, and see, that's when I remember, what was it? Uh, what was the white powder? Um, anthrax. Anthrax. I remember anthrax. That also popped stuff. up around that time, too. Um, 2002, 2003, it was right after the, again, right after 9-11, that we had a rash of ricin and anthrax attacks. What I have to say is, you know, I, there's a couple of things about this whole Ryzen thing. A, whoever sent it is kind of fucking stupid because did you really think that there wasn't a whole department of people whose job it is at the White House to go through the mail for exactly this reason? Right. It doesn't, I, I, that's, it's You're going to kill knowledge. John in the mail clerk. Huh? Yeah, exactly. You're going to kill somebody who you have no affiliation with and no beef with to try to send a message that you're anti this president and that's whatever. Secondly, good for you to the freaking post office workers who actually called this in. Meanwhile, the guy whose life they saved is constantly talking shit about how they're incompetent, they can't do their job, they can't be trusted. Again, again. That's not, it wouldn't he wouldn't he wouldn't be the one opening it. It would be Larry Cohen, yeah. Larry Moe and Curly in the fucking mail clerk office. That's fair. That's fair. Well, no, it, that's what I'm saying. The, whoever at the mail clerk office, good on them for not passing oh, it through oh, okay. to the office of the person who's like, yeah, you guys can't mail in your ballots because these these postal service scrubs don't know what they're doing. So I said, you know, good for them. I don't know uh, if that's the actual showing... post office at that point. That's a good question. Does the post, like... No, Lou, stop it. That fits my narrative. Okay. And that's what the news is in 2020, okay? That's... This... It's True. my nice predetermined narrative and it goes in my box and I'm going to close it like Schrodinger's cat. Um, no, I don't know that it's actually post. No, no, no. It's probably yeah, a secret it, service. Maybe. Or is it literally like an office where it's Trent the fucking receptionist. Hey, do you want to work in the yeah. mail room? <laughs> you want to like taste the fruit baskets that people send to the first lady? 
Like, no, bitch. No. Can I taste the first lady? Um, who said that? Oh, Jesus he, Christ. That's who, so inappropriate. Yeah, Jesus. Disgusting. Wearing who like a... What a get pig. him out of here. You can't wear people like a hockey mask. What, what the pig. fuck's wrong with you? Come on, Lenny. You're not even supposed to... I know the microphone. We're down to a condenser, but shit. You're supposed to be quiet over there. So, it's... It's fucking crazy that... So, somebody sent a fucking off... Uh, a letter with ricin in it to, to the White House. I... You know... What... No one's suspecting Jesse Pinkman. Like, you know, Walter White is dead. Jesse Pinkman is still out there, okay? He is. And he's done it before. This fits his MO. It does. This is Pinkman all day, I'm telling you. Um, someone check Melania's cigarette pack because there might be a second uh, ricin attack. You know? Anytime. And it's, if you're going to make white powders, what the fuck's wrong with you? Make a fun white powder like cocaine, an honest American white powder cocaine. You know the Columbia. There's a bit of a cultural appropriation. Just because they produce the most cocoa leaves doesn't mean America doesn't love cocaine. Yeah, and you know, just because the president is constantly sniffling doesn't mean he has all the cocaine he needs. Ulysses S. Grant was addicted to cocaine. And you know what? That's a good point. Stop sending poison. Please send more cocaine. Right. And enjoy the rest of this episode brought to you by cocaine. Mm. Get in here. So it's what? September 19th of the year. Of the most depressing year. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess some people were rejoicing the other day. It's sad. It's sad when people in the public eye die and there's such a divide of, of people who um, mock it and, you know, people who are genuinely sympathetic towards it. I'm obviously talking about baby Ruthie, baby Ginsburg. Now, I don't know what, you know, at first I thought you were talking about 9-11. Oh. And the 9-11 anniversary, and I was I, I thought you were calling me out for all of my inappropriate memes. But then you hit him with the old Ruthie baby, which I imagine is probably going to have some people up up in arms with that. Uh, she was no spring chicken. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> talking about Miguel all wrong. Right. Uh, she's abroad. The no, the notorious man. You are going the dare I say misogynist route. Is that? Oh, she's probably used to it. Honk honk. Um, no, it's it's I. I never loved her, but I never hated her. You know, it's it's something that blows my mind that you know because even when John McCain passed away a couple years ago or whatever. And then a couple years ago when uh, Herbert Walker passed away. You know, we, we seem to take these people who were the epitome of mediocrity and act like it's such a fucking tragedy. Now, this this is a little bit closer on a tragedy because it, it could potentially swing 
a very large dynamic of power to the Republican sway, depending on how the next two to three weeks to two to three months go, atypically appointments to uh, Supreme Court of the United States have a vetting process of roughly three to four months. Uh, and I think that's usually when that party's in power in the uh, Senate and House, you know, when they have the votes legislatively. So, I, her biggest, I think one of the biggest callings for her was Virginia and the, uh, I believe it's the state militia, don't quote me, but there was some sort of uh, sexual discrimination going on there uh, in that state ran again sounding militia of you know like the ohio guard i think that's what each state calls them fucking something different it's crazy but it's one of those things that outside of that and really what sounds like her personal life work of working with the aclu to support women's rights and further the suffrage movement, you know, getting the vote was the biggest first goal. And, you know, equality has been doled out in a breadcrumb trail ever since to a, to most most typically glass ceilings for most individuals. Um, I think I think we need to stop looking at these people as people we've known since the third grade, though. I. I we, we look at these politicians and we handle them with such kid gloves that, you know, the, the whole point of having freedom of speech is to kind of vet these people, grill them a little bit, push them. Um, because that's how you really get change initiated. Um, a part, and then the next part of that is becoming the change. You know, it's... It's funny, but, you know, most of her time, I think she was in a divided 5-3 Supreme Court uh, setting with... Cause she didn't she didn't take her seat until, what, uh, 93, and she was appointed by Clinton, who, famously a Democrat. And, you know, since then... It's really mostly been, uh, who is it? Clarence Thomas, Stephen Breyer, uh, and you could say Alito, because he was appointed in 06, but, uh, you know, for the most part, it was either people that Herbert Walker or older administrations had been, you know, nominated until her not in and surprisingly uh she's the second female supreme justice so that's that's cool um you know second place still gets a ribbon i guess uh <laughs> again mediocrity we don't we celebrate this this mediocrity of people and you know if if your freedoms and rights are so threatened that when one person dies in a house of cards that they could be taken away, then they weren't really rights and freedoms, were they? 
they were allowances that us peasants could partake in. Now that's a part where I can agree with you. Our freedom has amounted to uh, Coke versus Pepsi. You have the right to choose amongst these four or five options or in your political party, you have the right to these two really shitty options. Uh, everyone's seen that South Park episode. I would, I could probably debate on some of this mediocrity stuff. Now I'm a guy who metaphorically danced on the grave of George Bush senior when he, when it was announced that he was dead, no one was happier. I also believe that he may have had a hand in JFK's uh, assassination. If there were any CIA involvement, George H.W. Bush you was mean Papa Bear. Poppy. Oh, that's what it was. was right then and right there. Yeah. And there is some evidence leading to that. That's a talk for another day. So I can understand in a certain way, you know, like you think there weren't people that celebrated when Hitler died or when right. Stalin died. Like, absolutely. I can understand people celebrating when a bad person dies. I can understand people being really sad when JFK gets shot, when Martin Luther King gets shot, Malcolm X gets shot, or when, in this case, the notorious Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I've seen the bobbleheads, yeah. uh, when she passes. So to some extent, I can understand that. I would have to personally look more into what her merits are before I would ever debate the mediocrity or whether no, or not. Fair. But it reminds me, as you were saying that, I, I just pictured uh, Trump when he's talking about uh, how he likes his, I like my war heroes. I like the ones that don't get caught, okay? You know, I, right. uh, I prefer my heroes uh, to not be captured. Uh, so I could, and I am no fan of either McCain or uh, Bush. And I and, and honestly don't know enough about good old Ruth. Like I'm not, no, okay, there's fair. no, no crocodile tears, tears coming from me, but you know, Columbia Law, I, I know that she was involved with that school, that program. I don't think they, I don't think they have many slouches in the Ivy League. So I'm no, that's valid. She's a pretty smart cat. And um, when she got her BA at Cornell and her LLB, which is fancy lawyer talk for a uh, Bachelor of Arts in law at uh, Harvard. So it's not those like cute little denim jackets that we had no. in the 90s? Yeah. She didn't get her L.L. Bean from Cornell. Nope. I misread the show notes. She, I, she she wasn't an L.L. Bean flicker. Well, you can't prove that. Maybe not. Is it too soon? Oh. I mean, that's all a part of women's lib, right? It's probably too soon to make these kind of jokes, but here With we are. The internet, saying, it's not soon enough. So, and no, I'm, she was a smart cookie. She went to, to some very prestigious schools and taught at a couple of those, such as Rutgers and Columbia. She was a professor there. Yeah, so, I mean, and I get now, there was another thing that you mentioned that one of the biggest impacts uh, that she's having is actually in her passing at this passing at this particular time, right? Especially because that is now putting us in this weird situation where, uh, of course, everyone's going to be split on this because mm -hmm. 
Well, each party has their own reason. Party A doesn't want Party B to get the pick when they could gamble and potentially get the pick if Party A gets the the White House in November. Yeah, and now we find ourselves, coincidentally enough, in the same position we were in four years ago. I actually found, Mm -hmm. I found the quote from Mitch McConnell earlier that said, you know, we should allow the American people's voice to be heard um, in the judicial selection mm-hmm. by waiting, until, waiting they the until they pick the president. So that was him in March of 2016. Oh, yeah. Flash forward to now, and we're going to try to rush through whoever. And I have... The bureaucrat's greatest weapon. Filibuster! And that may be what is needed. I, I have to find this... Uh, they have a person ready from their last round of who they were trying to nominate. No, and that's uh, fair. Kavanaugh's backups. I think her best years of work were probably 73 to 80 when she was, you know, general counsel for the uh, ACLU. And, and that's, that's where I think... I think lifetime appointments to this court are almost inhumane. How many pictures of her before she died where the the woman is almost literally being propped up weekend of Bernie style? It's it's fucking disgusting. I, that's if I did that to my grandfather, that would be elder abuse. It, we have these expectations of these people who are just people. And I know that that's, well, you're attacking her for her mediocrity. Isn't that isn't that what you're attacking? I'm attacking you for accepting mediocrity. That's the big problem. That's, we keep voting these mediocre people into positions of power and expecting some sort of overnight fucking change to an entire system that was designed to bend you over a table and fuck you. Now, I uh, agree with the idea that the system's not broken. It's working exactly how it's intended to, which is to keep poor people poor and to bleed the working class slowly so that, you know, the whatever elite, whether it be a corporate elite or a uh, religious, to me, every system almost has always been built the same. It's there Mm -hmm. to serve the rich. Whoever has the power, whatever system is in place, will the be woke there. The phrase right now is oligarchy. To keep the oligarchs uh, fat and happy, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, to add to your discussion of mediocrity, Amy Coney Barrett, a federal appeals court judge, is the current front runner mm. to replace. She was also under consideration when Kavanaugh received his nomination. So this is oh, someone wow. that's already been vetted has already had um, the Democratic uh, fight against her is essentially they think she's too religious. Um, but her her clap back to that is a judge's personal feelings, whether they be religious or of any kind, should take no. She's got a very good PR fucking boilerplate response. No, that's fair. A judge has to be objective for all reasons. Like right. it's, it's not just my religion has nothing to do with it. My emotions have nothing, to do with it. have nothing to do with and, it. And that's the correct answer. So, but, and now, where, 
this one's tough because I don't like seeing anything get rushed just because to me, if there's a normal vetting process now, that being said, I don't think there's anything in the rules that says, no, it must take three months. Right. If it just normally takes three months, then who am I to say like, well, if, if you can get it figured out, like them's the rules, kid. Like I, if, if this is, if it's your job to nominate this and you're still the fucking president, like, it's not like you're a lame duck in the middle of at the end of your second term. Right. You should continue to operate the office as if it's going to be yours. And then if you lose, you lose. Okay. Then, it, you know what? And that's why and the, it doesn't I, matter. These lifetime appointments are a big issue to me. I don't like them. I'm not on board for this, for anything. I think we need more term limits. We need people in these offices for less time than right. anything else. I'm uh, maybe I'm currently fine with the eight year run for president for now. Yeah. Um, it's it's rough. Uh, maybe we'll look into that further into the future as a country. But I think term limits need to be established everywhere. So th this to me is where you have issues, because if this wasn't a lifetime appointment, this wouldn't be that big of a deal. Right and now it's going to cause like major holdups and major. It's just. And one more bullshit thing for us to argue about that we really don't have time for right now. We have a lot of problems. We we need to go almost quantity over quality, so yeah. to speak, and start fucking fixing things. Almost of a getting, quarter of the country's on fire. Yeah, literally. And we're gonna get bogged down over this because it's a lifetime appointment. If right. It, if it were just a, a two-term thing, it's not a big fucking deal, and we can deal with it. Um, but. I can understand why people if uh, I can interject absolutely get in there so so when I said personally I believe her best work was when she was with the ACLU from 73 to 80 that was in her 40s okay mm. she was born in 33 by the time she became appointed and took her seat in August of 93 she was 60 that year my mom's 69 and she doesn't understand not loading dishes on the bottom rack of the dishwasher because the water doesn't spin up past bowls when they're overturned because you know physics of water like i'm not i'm not saying that to 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 degrade justice ginsburg but there is a certain age where people start to fucking slip and putting that out in the public like that, I consider it to be a form of elder abuse. We're literally watching these people become mashed potato brains propped up because of some archaic bullshit. You know, when, when they, when they established this lifetime appointment shit, Americans died in their 50s because of fucking stomach cancer because of the shit food we ate. Yeah, I mean, it would just, yeah. Seven, seven lucky strikes with your corned beef and ham. Mm. Yeah. It's... We've evolved as a country and we won't be able to take those progressive steps until we fundamentally change how the bread is baked in this country. How the, how the actual stirring pot is fucking stirred. And we won't get that until we actually get change in the Supreme Court. Having people sit up there for the rest of their life is fucking retarded. Here, here. I'll drink to that. And that's, 
with her death, we're looking at a 5-3 difference. Republican over Democrat in position in, in SCOTUS. So again, again, objectionably, judges aren't supposed to put that party shit and partisan idealism there. But look at Mitch McConnell. Yet all judges. Turns on a hat when it benefits his own party. Well, because yeah. that's the name of the fucking game in Washington. It isn't John Q. Citizen. It's how the fuck do I stay in power? And that was Richard III's game, and that's why he started the Holy War. And look at what we're doing now. How how is this continued warfare front benefited us, the common people? George Bush started the war. Why, why wasn't gas 195 then? To Donald J. Trump for that. I just said that to piss people off. But it... it it's a fucking joke. And we're the punchline as American citizens at this point. We keep wanting change and shit, but we we just file from the same list of usual suspects. And how many of them are on the Epstein flight logs? Damn, just about all damn all of them. Yeah, am I supposed to vote for the Republican who's blasting me in the ass or the Democratic nominee who wrote the laws that allow the current Republican president to blast me in the ass. The Democrat, because at least they'll hashtag it BLM. Yes. Hashtag pride. Yeah, that's the part. It's sort of, yeah, Joe Biden is going to save you from government overreach. Sure. Yep. Slap my ass and call me Shirley. Yeah, because his 50 plus years of being the same creepy fuck worked out before. Yeah, you would you would think it wouldn't be too much to ask for a country to find a presidential candidate that's not creeped on teenage girls at any point in their life. Um, you know, because Trump may have wisely cut ties with Epstein after he first got caught for being a pedophile. Oh, yeah. Well, Hillary was an infamous clam chowder. But he still has been quoted, you know, there's that quote from 89 that he would like to go away, but, you know, sorry, that's just never going to happen. Right. Too many people know about it at this point, but in case you don't know about it, it's, it's, he's talking about Jeff Epstein and he says, you know, he's a successful guy, great guy. He's, he's around many attractive women. Uh, he likes some younger, even younger than me. Um, and it's sort of like, Hey bro, those are your words, not mine. And now I am a big proponent of people can change. Um, so, you know, that was fucking 30, 40 years ago, whatever. But you still said what you said when you said it 30 years ago. And, and like, as much as people can change, like pedophilia is a spot where it's sort of like, I don't really care if you have changed, man. Um, that's one. Uh, Son of a bitch had a frequent flyer punch card for fucking Lolita Express Island, man. It... It's 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 been an open secret at this point for years. I mean, I found out about this. Uh, it's one of the conspiracies from coast to coast from back in the fucking day with Jeffrey Epstein and and when it broke in what 2004 2005 when he first got wrangled. Oh, look at this! Look at that! Then that's when around the same time you had Alex Jones running around with the Moloch statue stories and. Uh, the Bohemian Grove shit, which yeah. almost seems like counter psyops at this point. But no, the chemtrails are making your frauds gay. Yeah, Alex Jones, this industry plant is that. That's there's a 
There's an expose. Don't I'm you fucking talk about Bill Helps that way. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks, for our tangy tangerine and Vita male, beta male, alpha max, vitality pills. Captain Margin or pump included. At planetprison.com. <coughs> Certified to make you as mentally and physically stimulated as Roger Stone. Fisting a decapitated chicken. Yep. And that's. And that's all she wrote. I took it upon myself in my duty for the show and for free speech as it stands. Now you really took one for the team on this. I I watched that goddamn cuties movie on Netflix and I will a few disclaimers to start. First, I fast forwarded through a lot of this movie because I refuse uh, to pass my own male gaze on a bunch of fucking 11-year-olds just because the director chose to do so with the, the cinematography. So however you might feel about that expression is is on you. That's kind of what we're going to be talking about. It's up, it's up to you. Uh, but yeah, so I fast forward it. It's, I just got like the, the bullet points and watched enough of it. I mean, I, I did watch it all the way through. Uh, skipping about 10 seconds at a time, but this was rough, man. I had to, I had, I saw too many people that were just deleting Netflix, right? To not be curious of what's, what's this about? Well, and I refuse to just cancel Netflix without, I I don't want to just be mindless. Yeah. And say, okay, I'm just going to, Oh, fuck this. This is gross. This is pedophilia. So I'm canceling my Netflix subscription. I have to know if that's actually the case before I take my dollar away. Now, I happen to be in a position where I'm going to get rid of Netflix anyway because I want to save money. But Hulu's better. (laughs) (laughs) You might be right. Um, So because I am always one to fight for even the dumbest of free speech you know you, you can think of something stupid to say I'll probably defend your right to say it even if you probably should know better than to fucking say it you know there's a time and a place but you know free speech is here for a reason it's a slippery slope so I sat down and watched this horrible ass movie and I don't really know how to start with you guys you need a hug so where, where would you like me to start? Should I start with the... So, uh, the broadest, the most offensive comparison I can think to uh, ask you to draw. So, is this basically like Showgirls, but with 11-year-olds? It's more like, in a little bit, in a way, I guess, yes. But I think it's more like... I would have to say, what were those? Bring It On? Is that the cheerleader movies? I sure, there was a couple of them. Because there was like Bring It On, and then I think maybe uh, Drumline had a lot of cheerleader shit in it too. There were a couple other ones. It was a, that was a big genre when I happened to be 
in high school and luckily for me I age was, appropriate to have crushes on other well, I was, girls in high school yeah well when I was date I was dating a high school cheerleader thus I was forced to watch shit like mm. stomp the yard or bring it on or whatever fucking <laughs> dirty dancing knockoff that people were making in the late aughts early yeah early teens um it's but this was, it had a lot of that, a lot of those elements. But yeah, you're kind of typical. Uh, it's it's like the female equivalent to the male sports movie where, yeah, you've got your down and out person who's, you know, an outcast getting picked on. You know, at first she's getting bullied, but... But my pep will save the squad. Yeah, and it's weird. Like, yeah, at first she's getting bullied by the squad and then she's in. So it really, really played out kind of like a cheerleader movie so kind of like they heathers were... meets uh what is that the fucking mailbox of time love i don't know what the mailbox of time love movie is but i'll i will watch that if maybe the notebook or something like that the notebook. there's this mailbox and like okay yeah i haven't seen weird. the notebook either but yeah it's it's pretty formulaic it's but with the twist of this girl's desire is to be this type of dancer but it's like it's a real sexualized dance style which is the part that i have a a problem with it's sort of like what you would call club dancing now again the the high school dance team when i was in high school when i was dating a cheerleader who was also on the high school dance team that's the kind of stuff they were doing at our high school basketball games and it's at the time, I didn't see anything wrong with it because, again, I was a teenage boy playing on the basketball team, and I was just right. like, hell yeah, this hot chick's doing hot. Like, I can't believe they're letting us do this at school. This is awesome. Right. And now, <laughs> as we get older and, and how the internet has created and and just been this haven for all these creeps and pedophiles to come out, I'm sort of like, did this movie really need to be made? What was the the message that you were trying to, because it ends up coming full circle, you know, this girl kind of sees the light at the end, I guess. Mm, and okay. She does, the, the whole thing is our protagonist, it's like, a, it's almost like the Joker, but it's an 11 year old girl who wants to be a twerk dancer. So yeah, by the end of it, she just wants to watch the world burn. She like I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit. Can I can I spoiler alert you guys? Can I just go ahead and spoil the ending? Uh, I don't. I know you really want to watch this, but oh god, no! I can. Okay, so Uh. she ends up like sneak attacking. She gets kicked out of the troop, and she ends up. So does like showgirls. She like beats one of them up or something. Yeah, and then to get back in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like uh, she's all dressed up in her outfit, and she's hiding in an alley. And she shoves one of the girls into the river. And because that, and then she's just there dressed up and ready to go. So when her counterpart doesn't show up, she gets to fill in at the big dance competition. Did she die? Uh, they show her grabbing like a floaty thing. They, I think they insinuate that. They allude that like she didn't die. That she's fuck. going to survive. But the girl wa- just stands there and, wa- and watches her almost drowned and doesn't have much of a problem with it. So, Jesus. Yeah, she really kind of fucking snaps for. And there's like one point where she steals like a neighbor's phone and he demands to have it back. And the first thing before she steals it, she tries 
unzipping her coat and trying to like use like trying to offer sex to him. Oh, like, it's, what the fuck, dude? It's fucking gross, man. And again, I I had to question my own feelings, my own beliefs on freedom of speech as I'm watching this because I'm like, I don't understand. <sighs> why this movie is made. I understand how those people felt who watched Hannibal Holocaust or Cannibal Holocaust the first time and they're like, oh, oh bro, bro, why though? Like why does your you know why does you why do you have to express yourself in this way? Um and audience wise, I am not alone here. So I have some interesting numbers for you. The IMDB score for this movie is a 1.7 out of 10. Which is great. That shows me, that gave me some faith in humanity because when I pulled this up on Rotten Tomatoes, while it only has a 13% audience score out of 1,855 user ratings, the 59 critic ratings average out to a satisfaction score of 85% with an average weighted score, so 85% of these 59 critics liked it, right? The average score out of 10 that they right. gave it, 6.94 out of 10. So to me, this tells you sort of what, so we kind as a- reinforces the whole pedos in Hollywood concept, doesn't it? Thank you, yes. Uh, you know, and that's, it, it's funny how the whole like, you stream pedos in Hollywood and oh well you're just a fucking right wing conspiracy theorist did, did, did you not pay attention to the whole uh, Weinstein thing you, you think he was the only person doing this yeah you think there aren't a bunch of people just like oh yeah yeah Harvey oh baby you, you want to you want to get in movies well movies got to get in you too why do you have to say it like Christopher Walken, though? <laughs> because the only way I could say that with a straight face is to not be the person who I am and pretend to be someone else. Because it's fucking disgusting. And and thank God that wasn't made in this country because it's fucking embarrassing. It's letter Kenny, fucking embarrassing. I... You, you, there is a very fine line in freedom of speech and what people would necessarily say is a call to action. You look at, uh, and you, you can actually compare it to showgirls. Elizabeth Berkeley's character pushes a bitch down the fucking stairs because she gets black swaned and, you know, gets pulled out of, you know, the lineup. So... It, why? And and you know what this also reminds me of. And uh, I was a teenager, as, you know, as well. But like, um, so this was some years ago. I'm, you know, I'm pushing 34 now. My birthday's next month. And you think about like, um, Honey Boo Boo. Okay, this girl, she got her own series because she was discovered on a beauty pageant show for for girls of her age. I don't know enough to say, oh, fucker, I, I, don't, I don't fucking know. I didn't watch that garbage. I didn't subscribe to it, and I'm not one of the mindless peons that gave her gutter trash fucking family fame, okay? 
So I'm innocently, you know, 13, 14 years old, channel surfing. Middle of the day, there ain't shit on. And I see this channel where it's like second grader age children, you know, like that six to eight years old range. And they're wearing two-piece bikinis, okay? And it was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. And so it, it... I didn't fall down, I didn't fall into this well of like, how, but no, there is this whole culture of little girls in beauty pageants where it completely sexualizes them as beings. And it's fucking disturbing. Many of these girls go on to have extremely unhealthy lives or get killed. JonBenet Ramsey. Um, because of how fucked this world is of children beauty pageant shit. And I remember because it it's one of those synchronicity things that you hear about. But shortly after I saw it on television, it comes out about this whole pedophilic um, community that perves on these kinds of shows. It's rampant in YouTube as well. I mean, there was uh, that, unfortunately, the man behind the movement, I think, was a little more nefarious than we all originally thought, but Matt's what it is. There was a guy on YouTube who exposed uh, pedophiles in the YouTube comment sections, where what they would do is there would be these innocent videos of young children doing things, and you know how in uh, YouTube you can mark a specific timestamp in the mm -hmm. video in your comment. So he would go down, and basically what he did was... Uh, oh, I see where you're going hole. with this. And, and, and he, that was actually the, the second YouTube adpocalypse was caused because he exposed this and then reached out to a bunch of, um, you know, in today's current cancel culture, he just reached out to all the sponsors and said, you, you know, you need to talk to YouTube. They've got, they've got, they're supporting pedophilia here, um, which may not necessarily have been the case uh, in hindsight, but the fact of the matter is, is these guys, there are enough of these creeps around that to make a movie that panters to them and then to put it on Netflix to me is insane. And I am actually French. So it pains me that this came like on one hand, I'm like, yep, there we go. There's, there's French, there's France again, you know, being, uh, we're, we're a lot more sexually open than most cultures. We're much more free and inhibiting and when talking about these things, but right. Fuck man, there's gotta be a line somewhere. And then you'll have those people. I know, uh, I think this is a bit of a creepy, uh, a very, very creepy point of view here that I'm, that's about to come out of my mouth. So in case it ever gets cut and edited improperly later, <laughs> Fair. I've heard people say that, you know, oh, well, 200 years ago, it was totally fine for a 32 year old man to marry a 12 year old and have children with her. So how is it, you know, 
it's just this newfangled pedophilia thing. And I'm like, whoa, hey, buddy. Like, I. Because uh, usually those girls were sold into bondage. So it was yeah. actually still kind of fucked up. And it's sort of like progress is there for a reason. So just because we used to put like straight up field tobacco in our lips and chew right. and die at the age of 32 doesn't mean like that we should. No. It's just, we used to live in fucking caves and so, bonfires too. Should we go back to doing that? No. And it's, there was this whole psychological reason behind that too. That if I, if I am ruler of country A and you're ruler of country C and I hate country B, but I'm trying to solidify bonds between us, I would hook up one of your sons with my daughter and I'd be trying to get him to pop as many babies in her pussy as possible. Oh, gross. But, it is uh, gross. But I mean, yeah. that's the miracle of it, life. It wasn't all just a... I mean, it, it, was, it was to start a familial bond and it's... But I mean, that was also like an indentured servitude that that woman was basically like, yo, this is, this is a dowry. This is, this is an ob like a contract almost of, of our countries. And it was fucking weird. Yeah. I think we can both agree that in modern times, one should not apply the same judgment as a group of people who burned women at the stake for thinking they were witches. Right. Okay? So Most just, people also died in their 20s at that point. Just because the Puritans were selling fucking 12-year-olds to their neighbor for a plot of land doesn't mean that it should have or ever was truly okay for grown men to plant their seed into young children. Okay? Right. So now that that's out of the way, um, any other questions about this god-awful movie but so I can wash my eyes out? Okay. So... Since you bring up the topic of washing your eyes out, do you think that there is a water that is boiling hot enough that can cleanse your eyes and soul, or would it just all evaporate? No, I, if, if you, let me be clear to those of you who believe in God and angels and heaven, if you think that your slate is clean and you want to make sure that you don't go, do not watch this movie because no matter what, you will have it even with the on most honest intentions like I had. The the dance scenes and the cinematography, the director and the editor are going to force you to look at the body parts of these young preteen girls that you don't want to look at. Oh. And they're, while they're in positions that you don't want to see them zoomed in on and they're wearing booty shorts and halter tops where you can see, you can see their abdomen of these young girls the entire time. They're doing these weird twerk moves. I fucking sound like Ben Shapiro right now, and it's gross. But these are 11-year-olds, okay? Like, this is not okay. No. If these were grown-ass women, I would say, yeah, do whatever the fuck <laughs> you want. Zoom in everywhere. If I they were, if they were, you know, some twenties, twenty-something-year-old women, we'd have watched it together. Yeah, then, yeah, <laughs> then I'd say go, go. Because I got Netflix right now. Yeah, but, <laughs> but no, that's fucking embarrassing. So, yeah, avoid this at all costs. I rate it a... Uh, Not applicable. <laughs> it doesn't deserve a rating. A zero, it's, it's garbage. It's filth. A 0 0.1 out of 10, because that way it's technically on the scale. And I want it to be noted as my personal least favorite movie of all time. And that's it. That's all I've got about that. And you um, saw Snakes on a Plane.